your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Friday. It's kind of Friday. Lacrosse Talk PM, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's like three people here. There is three people here. It's not like there is three people here. Dick Record always yells at me for using the word like. It's just a bad habit, Dick. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. I hope Pat Stevens with Rotary Lights is going to come on with me in 10 minutes. If you listen to Hayes this morning, I think he did a abbreviated interview with Mike Hayes and they talked to they also talked to it. Um, they talked about the Thanksgiving dinner that's going on. If you want to know details about the Thanksgiving dinner that's going on at the Lacrosse Center tomorrow, go to wisdomnews.com. As far as I know, you can't get delivery, but you can get carry out. And I think that goes from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So for those of you that want something to eat, because we're all social distancing, we're all spending Thanksgiving alone with just our immediate household people, right? what we're doing. I'm not going home for Thanksgiving where I can combine turkey, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, and that green fluff. That's my, that's just, that's the only thing I eat. And I just pile it on. And if it gets mixed up, I'm good. No stuffing. I I don't care about stuffing. I don't care about gravy. I don't care about that cranberry blob that we talked about a little bit yesterday, but the uh, the the subject matter today, Thanksgiving Day foods, and we're done. This is the last one, but green bean casserole, is it good? Do we like it? Is it bad? I mean, it really only takes place kind of like that cranberry canned blob. It really only takes place on Thanksgiving, right? We don't really have green bean casserole. Maybe on Christmas? We don't do dinner on Christmas. Uh, we do breakfast. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe a brunch. It's like a 10 a.m. breakfast. So I guess 10 a.m. still breakfast, right? And uh, so there's no green bean casserole being had. And by three days after Thanksgiving, the the leftover green bean casserole is gone because I eat it all. But uh, yeah, it's it's probably my favorite. I've had the way my mother makes it. That's how I like it. I've had it from others. And I don't like it as much, honestly. So mom must just dump loads of sugar or something in there uh, <laughs> so that I like it. But uh, green bean casserole, my favorite. And then the, the fried onions on top are a must. In fact, I would probably, I think I have, I think I have just eaten fried onions, like out of that can as long as, not raw raw fried, that's weird, but, you know, out of that, that little can in the cupboard. Uh, Main Street guy is calling in. Main Street guy loves green bean casserole, I think. Man, I just turned on the radio, and you were talking about that. And I'm thinking, he's just got to be goading me to call in. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> actually don't know your opinion. I feel like maybe I th- we've talked about this in the past, but I don't remember what you, you if you had an opinion on green bean casserole. Well, I've never made it, but my impression is that you take the worst vegetable in the world, which is... Wait, string beans and green beans, are they the same thing? Yeah, kind of. But it's like, yeah, yeah. And then it's mixed with cream of mushroom soup. Maybe. I think. And then on top are those uh, Durkee brand French fried onions. Yeah, the the, the so cheap knockoff. you got this weird, onion. funky thing. Yeah, yeah. So you love so it. So anyway, <laughs> no, I do not like it. And... 
There's another thing. I probably shouldn't say anything because I know it's going to be at the Thanksgiving table. Um, and you guys know about like seven layer salad. Um, it's like I, only from like a lettuce. stupid Friends episode where they put meat in the middle. But I could be that could be something totally different. <laughs> okay, one of the one of the layers I think is like mayonnaise. Okay, like peas. Peas and lettuce and mayonnaise and cheese, and it's just not my, oh, like yeah. I like regular salad. I yeah, do know yeah. what you're talking about now. Yeah, that's I don't think it's mayonnaise though. I think it's something else. Mayonnaise that that doesn't sound right. It's something else. Is it cream cheese? No, I think it's mayo because I think that's like you know the one time you know how they call Miracle Whip is really salad dressing. Yeah, I think that's what that it was Maybe. made for seven layer salad. Which is gross. Yeah, that but, stuff doesn't make an appearance in my household. I I don't even remember the last time. Maybe at some potluck somewhere, but I just steer clear of whatever that is. Yeah, but whatever the dinner is going to be, um, uh, ours is delayed a couple of days, so I, I made the pasta and meatballs for tomorrow. So we're going to do that, and then Thanksgiving on Saturday. But my mother-in-law is the greatest host and cook, in case she's listening, and it's always fantastic. All right, sounds good. Yeah, mine too. My mom always the best. Better than your mother-in-law, I tell you that. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we'll have a fight. We'll have a fight for it. <laughs> right. We'll get our, our moms and moms-in-laws to fight. All right, thanks for the call, Major Guy. Because um, sometimes my mom is listening, and then she texts in. So yeah, we got to talk. We got to talk nice about you know the people that are listening. Uh, Joe's calling in. Joe, go ahead, man. Hey, you know a good reason to eat uh, green bean casserole outside of the holidays? Try it with sliced up leftover brats from the grill. Just throw some brats in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coin, coin slice some leftover brats from the grill and green bean casserole. Oh my god, it is amazing. I mean, you throw. I mean, we could throw brat leftover brats on. A lot of stuff. I've never actually thought about this. This is a good experiment. What can't we throw leftover brats on? I've never found anything yet. Cookies, maybe. How come? How come we haven't invented being Wisconsin? We haven't. I haven't seen this in the store. Brat pizza. Bratwurst pizza. Why isn't that, that a thing? I have seen it. Oh, you have. Okay, I haven't. Yeah, I, I have seen it. Uh, snowmobile. And, it's got to be at a bar uh, somewhere, here, right? Welcome. Yeah, it's got to be at a bar. But yeah, it's at a bar. They don't sell a lot of normal pizzas at bars over there. They sell a lot of pizza fries, which is like a garlic cheese bread uh, shaped like a pizza sliced up, and then brat pizza, things like that. I know when I went to Mexico, we, like Mazatlan, Mexico, for spring back, break back in college, we uh, we just ended up at the $4 buffet, and one of the things on their like buffet table was hot dog pizza, which we didn't eat, but it was just one of them. Every day it was... <laughs> Get up, you know, get up a little later, a little hungover, $4. It wasn't even, I don't even know if it was that much money, quote unquote, that much. It was, maybe it was like four pesos, but I think that's like cents. Um, yeah, it was super cheap. And then we, uh, it was funny. Like, oh yeah, hot dog pizza. No, we're not eating that. That's what, then maybe you guys could take that off. That is not an American <laughs> thing. Uh, no, no. All right, all right, Joe, thanks. Thanks for the call. Good, yeah. su- good suggestion. Uh, bratwurst, cut up some bratwurst. And uh, and throw those in the green bean casserole. If you were a Main Street guy, I think he would argue that anything to make the green bean casserole better because he doesn't clearly doesn't like string beans or green beans or cream of mushroom soup. But that is kind of a weird combo when you think about it. Cream of mushroom, green beans, the 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 cheap fried onion things, and uh, and have at it, right? <laughs> like, and then I throw a ton of salt on it because I like salt. 
Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. All right, I'm going to try to call Pat Stevens while Caitlin does the news. Brad's sneak, he snuck away the last couple of days. So mean of him. But uh, we'll see. Pat didn't text me back, but I'm, I'm holding out hope so he can break down rotary lights for us that happen on Friday when Santa Claus flips the switch. And uh, we'll, we'll get the breakdown, hopefully. Otherwise, I'm just going to make it up. All right, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Pat Stevens is on the phone with me. We did get a hold of him. I was a little nervous, but Pat, when you don't text me back, I get a little nervous. I don't know. Is it one of the <laughs> things I shouldn't depend on text messages, do you? I, I do use text on occasion, but uh, I'm not a, a real user of it all the time. So I'm, I'm just better off just calling. Yep. <laughs> okay, good to know. No, noted for uh, when I when I get into some rotary light situation and I need I need to talk to the man. All right, so before we get into breaking down how rotary lights is going to work and and everything, uh, green bean casserole. Are you good with green bean casserole, or do you not want any part of that? Uh, as long as it has the uh, the onion rings on top of it, uh, I I love it. Okay, does it have to be like the f- fancy onion rings, or can it be that canned garbage, that that fried onion thing you get in the can you just sprinkle on top? <laughs> I'm used to the ones that you sprinkle on top. Oh, okay, me too. I'm, I'm good with that. I call it garbage, but that's only because uh, I've been baited to do that from the last caller. All right, so Rotary Lights... It begins at 5 p.m. I'm gonna what I'm gonna try to do at 5 p.m. and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I think Hunter. I'm 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 bargaining with Hunter here in the studio or not in the studio in the uh, other studio uh, if he can come watch. But from my from my impression is uh, Santa Claus is going to be down there, and at around five o'clock he's going to have the two giant extension cords. And he's going to hold them up like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation, and he's going to slap them together right at 5 o'clock, and the whole park's going to light up as the guy at the power company flips the circuit breaker. Is that how that goes, pretty much? Uh, kind of like that. We have a magic switch on the band shell that, uh, uh, that he'll put down, and uh, when he does that, uh, the fireworks go off first. So we have a, a great fireworks show from the Skyrockers to kind of kick off rotary lights for 2020, and as soon as the last shell explodes, uh, all the lights in the park will go on. Okay, so do you, you know, we're trying to do social distancing, but if we're outside and we're kind of spread out, I mean, the park's pretty big, so we'd be spread out. What, what do people need to do? What time do they need to come down on Friday? And, and you know, can you just break down if, hey, if you want to come down, this is, this is where you need to go. This is where you need to park. This is what you should bring, uh, you know, for donations. Well, we think we're going to have a banner year, and uh, uh, we will open the gates at 5 o'clock. We're open from 5 to 10 uh, every night uh, through New Year's Eve. Uh, we expect big crowds this year. nice thing about Rotary Lights is that if you're comfortable driving through, you can certainly do that uh, at your own leisure and so on. And uh, if you want to walk the park, that's okay, too. If you don't have a mask, uh, we have them for you. Uh, we have uh, sanitation supplies here. Uh, we even have all of our s'mores at the fire pit uh, pre-packaged, so they're just handed a bag with your uh, with your own ingredients in it there to uh, to have a s'more at the fire. So I think we've made a lot. We've eliminated our live music this year uh, because of the crowds that we get in the ice castle. So we've replaced that with some movies that'll take place in the ice castle, and we had to eliminate the uh, uh, the ice skating shack. But not ice skating. As soon as it's cold enough, we will flood the rink down here, and people that have their own skates can come on down and enjoy it with the whole family. So, 
Will there be, I, I guess this may be a better question for the Parks Department, but will there be a, the ability to go get skates somewhere? Uh, there's a couple places in town that do rent them. Uh, our little shack that we have is a warming shack and uh, to allow people to change their shoes and boots and stuff like that is just too small yep. uh, based on the, uh, the safety features. So we can't do that, so bring them with you. And, uh, actually, if they gave us a call, I bet we could find a pair for them, but, uh, but the shack itself will not be open. Well, okay, Pat. Well, I'm going to need size 15, so get on that, and by uh, by the time it freezes, I think you'll maybe be able to find a – you will never be able yeah, to find just, a size 15. We just took in a size 14 hockey skate, so that's pretty good. Uh, that's like a boat. The last time I had to do I, – I one time with the Winona Senior High School hockey team, I, I, I played goalie for them and just let them tee off on me because the Winona High High School hockey team didn't like my reporting that year because they weren't very good. Uh, so they just teed off on me, but I had to get hockey skates from St. Mary's, and that that was the only place that had size 15. Uh, so, okay, I'm, I want a game plan here a little bit on Friday. You said gates open at 5. Is that literally for the first night Friday, or gates going to open a little early so people can kind of get ready and get you know get 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 a good view of Santa turning the lights on, or will Santa turn the lights on a little after 5 p.m.? Well, you're gonna if you're walking through the park, you can come through at any time. The actual gates. Uh, for the vehicle uh, coming into the park will not open till five o'clock. So, if you want to take in the uh, the fireworks, if you want to watch Santa on the bandshell and so on, uh, you're going to have to park and uh, walk into the park because uh, we will be all done by five ten with both the fireworks show and have everything lit by then. We had to eliminate our our annual program. We usually have uh, some choir singing and uh, give out some parade. Uh, 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 trophies and stuff, and all that had to be scrapped this year. So uh, we still think there'll be a number of people that will come down uh, with their family and enjoy the fireworks and walk the park, but uh, no program to go with it. Yeah, I, Pat, honestly, like I, the, the parade, that's cool if we can do it, but we're not going to do it. I, honestly, Pat, this the rotary lights thing might be more popular this year than ever. It's pretty nice out yet. People want it, People need activities. This is something to do outside. You don't have to be close. You can social distance. And you can just kind of walk around through the park and check out all the Christmas lights. So, I mean, Pat, this might be the most important thing that lacrosse has for the next uh, month. Well, everybody that I've talked to uh, really was very, very thankful that uh, we've gone ahead with the project this year, uh, that it was needed for a little psychological boost and to boost the spirits of everybody in the community. And I think we, we hope we can do just that. And we'll be playing Christmas music beginning Friday. Is that that that's when we're walking around? We'll just be always hearing Christmas music because the rule is December first for me. Uh, my dad starts, I think, November first, but I think the general consensus is Christmas music not till December. Pat, I see. Well, we break that rule. Uh, we we always start our Christmas music the day after Thanksgiving, so. Uh, the park will be uh, will be full of music at that time. All right, we'll let you slide on that. Now, when people come to the park, they should bring something to donate—a food item, a canned food item. I know the best the best thing to bring would be a burlap sack with a dollar sign on it, full of cash. Uh, not everyone's going to be able to do that during a pandemic. So, what what would you suggest uh, somebody bring with them when they're walking or driving into the park? Well, we have uh, places. If you're walking into the park, we have places where you can deposit your uh, your cash or your food at that point. Uh, and if you're driving through the park at the exit, there's a place there to uh, to, to leave your food and or cash as well on here. Uh, we like the we think we're the the largest uh, uh, display in the Midwest that is free and open to the public. That uh, we don't charge per person or per car and so on. And, 
All we ask is that if you enjoy the show, you try to be generous because uh, we take care of 14 food pantries from Rotary Lights, and uh, uh, the need has never been greater. The, uh, the people that are relying on those food banks now are uh, have really increased because of unemployment and the virus and so on. And, uh, we've been tremendously successful in helping fill the food shelves for about three and a half months uh, with what we collect at Rotary Lights, and we're really hoping the community responds once again with generosity. Now, Pat, we, I, I remember talking to you. You were up on a flatbed during Food Drive Fridays helping pick up food and, and deliver it uh, for the Hunger Task Force. And, and what it can, and we were going to do the same thing this year. You said 14 food pantries. Is that right? That's correct. There's, uh, there's uh, 10 of them that uh, get served in the park itself that we collect uh, uh, food in the park, and they are designated to those particular food pantries. And then there's four other food pantries that we can't give nights to in the park because we just run out of days. And uh, those individuals collect their food from the warehouse, from our Rotary Lights warehouse in December. And that food comes from uh, clubs and organizations and uh, 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 scout troops and a couple companies in town all do food drives and stuff. We pick it up, bring it back to the warehouse, and then uh, distribute it to those other food pantries after that. So all right. It's a, it's a great community effort. Do you have any idea what the record of amount of, you know, we do we do this with pounds, like pounds of food, the, the record that Rotary Lights has raised in a, in a year? Because we want to break it. We're going to break it this year. <laughs> well, we, uh, we do count uh, every third year uh, the people, the cars, and the food items. And uh, so we know that... Uh, uh, we take a multiple of those nights and end up with our total. So last year was right around uh, 340,000 items were created. If we could match that this year uh, or even exceed it, we would be some happy campers. And uh, it's just amazing what some people do and bring and share. It's um, it's quite the community. I think you need like one of those little red and green score flippers, and you'll need like four or five of them <laughs> to put it next to each other to keep. And we'll just keep counting every time someone does that. They drop a food item in, and we flip the little red and green score flipper that we use at uh, like YMCA basketball games. <laughs> yeah, I should point out one one concern uh, that we have for this year, of course, is traffic. And uh, with the uh, construction of the Lacrosse Center, we've lost our exit road, which was down Front Street from the park. Uh, so we have to send everybody down State Street, and I think most people know State Street is uh, uh, pretty narrow there in, in front of the Charmont. So we're bringing people down second to Vine and Vine to front and then front to State Street. So it's going to be a few more turns to get into the park this year, but we worked closely with the La Crosse Police Department and coming up with the best system, and uh, that's what they suggest. So just ask everybody to be very, very patient. It's a, it's a one-year change. And uh, we hope it doesn't uh, hurt our attendance. So if people are coming and they want to drive through Rotary Lights, the best, the best way to take, the best avenue to start would be, would it be kind of coming by that Festival Foods, coming down that road, turning right? Is that kind of the best way to come? come That's at correct. It? That, that'll actually be the only way to get into the park is, uh, is uh, coming down uh, Copeland. Okay, so... So, yeah, if, if anyone who's coming from the south side or from Minnesota, that bridge over, the, you know, the big blue bridges, they're going to have to do kind of like a big roundabout in order to uh, get in line. Because I imagine there will be a line. Uh, there usually is. Uh, for locals that are listening, uh, you know, come on down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, the lines are significantly shorter at that time. If you're coming down on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or even the early part of Sunday, uh, it gets quite extensive. So uh, use your heads. Come on down. Um, our deer arrive Friday morning. By the way, I should yeah, get that, that in. And uh, that was my next uh, question. That's a, okay, they uh, they get they fly in on Friday morning, and uh, uh, we'll be here uh, 
until uh, December 23rd. And, you know, we always try to get them for the 24th, but they tell us they're busy that day, so they can't uh, can't have them in the park. And for the first time this year, while the kids are waiting to see Santa, uh, we have a hologram uh, that's been made. And uh, they'll be fascinated by that, I think, uh, as they wait for Santa to see the hologram. So. Yeah, and then seeing Santa is going to be a little bit different this year. Obviously, we're not we're we're social distancing. So, can you just describe quick? Uh, you know, if the kids want to see Santa, how is that going to happen? Yeah, well, we've made a walkway on the um, on the west side of the Santa house, so the kids can uh, get on this walkway. When they get up to see Santa, there's a little uh, stepping stool there that they can get up and uh, look at him right through the window. Uh, they have a microphone. Santa has a microphone. They can have their uh, uh, make their wishes is what they want for Christmas. Santa can determine if they've been naughty or nice. And uh, when they're done, there's a little uh, chute that's there uh, where Santa can drop in the famous Santa button and a candy cane for each of the kids as well. So it's about the best we could do with the change this year, but I think the kids are really going to enjoy it, especially being able to watch the hologram while they're waiting. Yeah, it's so much more fun when, when the kids get to sit on Santa's lap, and then when they're done, Santa gets to shoot the kids down the chute. He they throws them down the chute. That's a lot more fun, but we can't do that this year. I think I've seen that in a few movies, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is on that one movie. That's probably where I got that. It's not an original idea on my part. Um, all right, Pat Stevens, hey, thanks a lot for joining me, and, and uh, good luck getting everything set up before hopefully the circuit breaker doesn't break on you that night. <laughs> well, we expect four or five days of beautiful weather here, and uh, uh, I think it's going to show in the crowd to come down to enjoy it. Has that ever happened where you flick the switch and when it just doesn't happen? Well, in reality, we did that intentionally one time when we had uh, Mayor Mediger uh, doing the switch. Uh, we brought him on stage and uh, did the countdown, and he hit the switch, and nothing happened. Did he get elected? Started, that did he get elected? We all started the next... laughing, of course. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure he saw the sense of humor in that. So. Did, did he win the re-election though the next time around? At least he did. I don't think he's ever lost. So, oh, okay, yeah. well that's he, he good. Won again. Because yeah. I would just point right to you and say it was your fault. And th- is this the 20? 20... I have a brochure, but I'm not sure this is this year's brochure. Oh, it is. So 26. this is the 26th annual. Number 26. Yeah. All right. Have you been involved in every all 26 of these? Right. I started it 26 years ago, and uh, nobody else wants to be president, so I'm just uh, happy to stay involved and do this for the community. Um, and, and last thing, okay, 26 years ago it was, what, 100 lights, and now it's like a million? <laughs> well, we have, uh, when we started with the Rotary Clubs and so on, they, uh, we got enough money together to buy 250,000 lights the first year. And uh, over the last 26 years, I can tell you that we have purchased uh, just over 4 million lights, and uh, uh, we have not kept track of uh, uh, the number that have been worn out or chewed up or tossed out and so on. Uh, but uh, I can tell you we bought 4 million. There's a lot of those in the park right now. And uh, the problem we have now is that uh, uh, because of the ash borer and some other things, there's 36 less trees in the park right now than there used to be. Uh, so we actually have more lights than we have trees to put them in. <laughs> All right. So so when the snow melts come spring, the 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 next – the next step would be we need to plant some trees in Riverside Park, huh? Yeah, we intend to do that, and Rotary Lights is going to help with that. So now, are you we'll in, get her done. are you in charge of you know when one light goes out? Are you in charge of like just unscrewing every bulb to figure out which one went out? Does that happen a lot? <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It uh, since we switched uh, seven years ago to all LEDs in the park, uh, not only do they save a lot of electricity, but they are uh, 
uh, much more durable than the old lights as well. So we do have to repair and fix some strings, and we have some people that are very good at doing that and stuff. But uh, for the most part, uh, the lights uh, work pretty well. That's a selling point, Pat. If you want to get out of this president job, just say, hey, you don't, we don't have to change bulbs anymore because I'm pretty sure people just think, man, I don't want to be changing 4 million bulbs or, or looking for uh, the one dead one out of the 400 or the 4 million. It's quite an operation. and You ought to see the uh, uh, one gentleman, sometimes two or three, that, uh, that help repair all these light strings as well. I would not have the patience for that at all. So. But uh, they do a great job with it. And then 26 years ago, you just had these giant, really hot bulbs. I have a whole box of them from my parents in my in my garage. But uh, you know, and now now we have this. What's the most ridiculous thing when you you know, like you look back 26 years ago at the light display you had, and now you know you have you're talking about holograms and and everything else. What's yeah. maybe the most ridiculous thing that people can see at at rotary lights? Most ridiculous thing. Well, we used to build a. We always build our own animated displays, and in the early years, uh, all the animations to make them work, you had to have four or five strings of different lights in the same place. And uh, if one of those strings went out, uh, you had to go back and find that uh, that bad bulb or that bad string, uh, which made it uh, very, very time-consuming and tedious uh, to try to get it all done. So I'm glad those days are over. I, I say ridiculous, but I mean, like, what's the coolest, you know, the the thing that everyone's going to be like, wow, that's that's. That's why I say ridiculous. Wow, that's crazy. That's a crazy light display. Well, the um, uh, not necessarily light display. I think the coolest thing they're going to like beyond the hologram this year is our new Santa sleigh. Uh, we just moved it into the park tonight. It's a 13-foot beauty. Uh, I think there's going to be thousands of family pictures taken in that this year, and uh, a lot of people are going to enjoy that. It's really uh, built from scratch by our own volunteers, and uh, it's really magnificent. I don't oh. think we could buy anything better out of the catalog. Well, <laughs> I feel like you built that. I, th- I saw a picture of Santa building that thing a couple months ago. Yep, uh, he did. It, uh, Gary Brower was our, uh, one of our Santas, and he does a, a great job with it and took a lot of pride in putting that together, and it really is uh, uh, something to behold. We love it. All right, Pat. Sa- thanks so much for, for joining me. I'll let you go now. I, I know I, I said I was going to let you go like five minutes ago, but then I had five minutes more of questions. <laughs> It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to do this for the community, and I hope they all come down and enjoy it. All right. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. You bet. All right. That's Pat Stevens, the president of Rotary Lights. All right. We're running late, but when, you know, Rotary Lights happens once a year, and I like Christmas lights, so I'm going to leave Pat on as long as I can, as long as I can grill him <laughs> with with uh, nonsensical questions. All right. Well, we're going to be back. Uh, Scott, comment coming up. Scott's comment. And uh, Caitlin doing the news because Brad, you know, taking taking the week off. Thanks, Brad. Uh, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 15 minutes before I'm done for a day. <laughs> and not even really. Because I'll be doing work tomorrow so that we can do work on Friday. It's a seven-day-a-week job in news. Uh, thanks a lot to Pat Stevens. I had a lot of fun talking to him about rotary lights. Of, of all the things that are Christmas, besides getting presents, and technically it's more like getting younger, the younger nephews. I talked about this yesterday. When my nephews were young, that was super fun because I could get them Legos and board games, and then that's what you did on Christmas. Besides that, the coolest part of Christmas is obviously wasting energy with Christmas lights. <laughs> that's probably not the best way to put it, but yeah, Christmas light. Rotary lights are super cool, and it's right here. Like So every day when we leave, when I leave work, now that it's dark out at flipping 6 o'clock when we leave here, 
at least the one good thing for the next month is I can look over there and see that. Oh, Christmas lights. That's pretty. And then drive home in the dark and then try to walk my dog in the dark. She doesn't care, but I would just as soon see the sunset when we're walking the dog, when I'm walking the dog. <laughs> 608-785-7914. I'm not, I'm trying not to talk about anything political today because I don't know. I'm get. I see some texts from, from Hayes this morning, uh, something about COVID. I'm trying to steer clear of that. Although there was, if you go to wisdomnews.com, some, some sad news with COVID today with a, another death. Um, Cases appear to be coming down, though. The Cooley Collaborative put out that put put out their metrics today, and um, they've they've come down. Last week, I think twenty nine people were going into county hospitals a day per one hundred thousand, so more than twenty nine. And if you do the the case rate there, and or the the population of Lacrosse County, and now this week it's seventeen. So that came down, if I remember correctly. That's come down with twelve people a day. So that's good. Now we'll see what happens after Thanksgiving. Uh, and I say I don't want to talk about it, and then I talk about it. Also, there's a pretty interesting picture. I appreciate the Vernon County Sheriff's Office sending me this real quickly. Uh, but a cash and school bus lost control, rolled backwards down an embankment, it said. And looking at the picture, I'm not really sure how it happened, and then rolled on its side. So a cash and school bus just on its side in a, in a, in a road that clearly hasn't been plowed in months. <laughs> well, actually, it hasn't been plowed in months, but a very slushy road. I I feel sorry for the school bus driver that had to drive on that. Um, I would probably lose control too. I can't imagine what it's like driving a school bus on a slushy road because they're not four wheel drive. Uh, only one kid was in the in the school bus, and he's fine. They're kids, right? They're tough. The tip over a school bus is no big deal. Kids probably think it's fun. I mean, he's going to have that story to tell. I don't know how old the kid was that was in the bus. It's always funny, too, to get the police report because they call him juvenile, the juvenile, which makes it sound like he was the, the Cashton was taking the kid to the, the to the clink, right, to the juvenile clink. But uh, just one kid in the bus, and I'm sure he'll have a fun story to tell as he uh, as the, the bus driver slid down the ditch and t- tipped over sideways, apparently. Uh, number three is on the phone. Number three, go ahead. Happy Turkey Day tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I got to tell you a little something. When you start comparing different people on their cooking methods, you know. Okay. Don't ever compare your mother's cooking with your girlfriend's cooking. Because you could get in a lot of trouble if you said the wrong thing. Okay, well, as long as they're both listening. Well, I don't know. You know, word travels pretty fast. And then the girlfriend's mother, too, you don't want to bring her into it. No, definitely not. Okay. And another thing, it was nice to hear Main Street. Oh, yeah, he he texted me, too. He, i got to read that text here in a minute. Okay, well, it was we're, nice to hear his voice again. We're going to have to get your wife to show you how to text. Then you can text in any time you hey, want. I'm 77 years old. I've never texted. I don't know how to run a computer. And this is the best time of my life. I haven't going to learn anything else. Old dog, new tricks. Can't do it. Huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Here you are. Bye. All right. And Libertarian Guy is calling in. How's it going? Hey, it's going all right. Hey, I heard you mention that uh, you were looking at some of the text messages from this morning, so I thought I would call in. You probably don't want to talk about COVID, but I <laughs> that's what to I that's, news. that's literally what I said. I said, <laughs> and I'm, then I then I went off and talked about COVID. But yeah, I didn't look at all the texts. But I 
When when I start yeah. looking at the text that I get, I go down the list and then I look at the time. So the last text that that I checked, there was two that one was from eight thirty, one was from noon. So I checked the noon text because Hayes isn't in here after you know nine oh five. I'm just kidding. Sure. But, uh, somebody somebody Beck texted in. And she goes twenty two in our family. We're gonna give thanks together. One doctor and no smokers in the whole group. And I just kind of roll my eyes because having a twenty two person Thanksgiving. Uh, seems a little bit yeah. a, a little bit against the guidelines, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, you, you break yeah. it down. What do you want to talk about? Well, it is a little bit against the guidelines. Hey, I don't have an answer for this, but I just wanted to point out some of the some of the inherent contradictions and stuff. So I'm listening to Wisdom News this morning, and I'm hearing how all these people are traveling by air and they're going all over the country, and uh, yeah, we have the CDC saying no, you know, stay home. Um, you know, don't go visit grandma. And there's all these people that are trying to be responsible and they're, they're not doing Thanksgiving, you know, us being one of them. Mm-hmm. And yet I hear all these people that are traveling all over the country. And, and it occurred to me that this virus got here because of air travel and to some extent cruise ships. I remember these cruise ships being prevented from docking. Yeah, that one and time think, there were. This whole, yeah, there, yeah, this there whole were 14 people. Because of that. And. It, and, and yet, I mean, and, and maybe this is a political issue because, you know, they're always saying the Democrats are wanting to shut down the economy. And, you know, it's the Democratic states that are that are the ones that, you know, have the economy being held back and that sort of thing. Whether that's a fair assessment or not, I don't know. But the irony of the whole thing is here we've got all these people traveling all over the country by air. And yet. The, po- the political class wants to shut down the economy and are telling us, you know, small families or even big families, no, you can't have groups of more than like five people and don't go visit grandma. I just find it ironic that they're blaming, you know, stores and restaurants for spreading this thing while nobody is saying anything about all these folks that are traveling all over and the airlines that are distributing this virus all over the country. It's, well, it's, it's, just, it's just ironic. Well, I would say that, you know, I, I think the recommendation is don't air tra- don't travel, period, but don't, don't yep. travel by air. Don't get on a tube that's, you know, even if they, they have a good, whatever you want to call it, exhaust system inside the, the cabin, and there's probably not a lot of people on airplanes right now anyway. Um, but, but yeah, the, the, I mean, what we really need to do is, is, is as a world, just, just shut it down for two weeks and then we'd be good. But how are we going to do that? Yeah. We can't even do right, that as a state or a county. Because the, you know, people choose not to be responsible. I guess I'm just pointing out the irony that the political class says, you know, shut down all these mom and pop restaurants, but they say nothing about shutting down the airline industry. So, and, and that's where, that's the source of this. And you know, the virus got here because the, the big airlines bring all these people into the bigger communities, and then those people hop in cars and, and distribute it, you know, around the whole country. And, gosh, you'd think somebody would be saying to the airlines, stop it, stop spreading this virus, and leave the mom-and-pop stores, the restaurants and stuff alone. Yeah. And then, oh, well, that's yeah. my soapbox. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, and the, 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 the weird thing, too, is the idea of bailing out certain businesses that, like, do we, near, do we need to bail out the airlines or do we need to, sh- if we shut down the airlines, right, and, and then the people are laid off, then we bail out those people. So we send, if we're going to send millions of dollars to the airline companies, well, we don't do that. We just, you go park your airplanes. You can just sit there. We, we won't charge you whatever it is we're going to charge you mortgage payments or however it is that airlines got to pay the bills. We'll just put that on pause too. 
but your workers will send those people money to stay home along with the rest of the country. Uh, All right, real quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. Just a couple minutes left before Thanksgiving break. Or one day, a couple hours off. (laughs) Eric from Sparta is calling in. We miss out on Eric from Sparta before Thanksgiving. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, regardless of the people who suck up to you, I must say, you still... All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Eric. Don't even want to hear it. I don't want to go into. I don't want to go into Thanksgiving with your hate and vitriol towards me. Maybe I shouldn't have took that call. Main Street did text in. Uh, does Brad take off Christmas week as all as well? Prima Donna. And uh, if number three is still listening, Main Street guy said it's good to hear your voice too. Uh, you guys can text each other. How about we don't need the third party of Rick Solom doing this on the air? I'm just kidding. Uh, Robert texted in Turkey on a stick. That's apparently his Thanksgiving. Uh, and libertarian guy, oh yeah, and he called in, but he said he was trying to finish up his work before heading home for a four-day weekend. So he must be he must be taking Monday off too. No, never mind. Tomorrow's Thursday. Duh, <laughs> can't count. Uh, started off the show talking about my favorite part of Thanksgiving is I, I will say green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, probably my favorite. I'll eat as much as much. I'll just mix everything in the mashed potatoes though, so I don't really have a preference. Uh, so it's going to be sad and not going to be able to go home and, and spend Thanksgiving with the family. And, and the, the, the best parts are gorging on Thanksgiving dinner. Then when we did do shopping on Thanksgiving, which is silly, but me and my nephew did go shopping on Thanksgiving night and we'd spend all night doing that. And then we'd come back and, and gorge on Thanksgiving dinner a third, a second or a third time. Uh, so that was always fun. going to miss out on that. And then when that's over and I head back home, I bag up all the leftovers and, and take them from my parents and my brothers. And I take them because I live the furthest away. So I get to go. I get to take all that stuff home. That's the way it works. Not going to work that way this year. All right. So going to do it. Thanks a lot for everybody for listening and have a happy Thanksgiving.